Beautiful people, my name is Sabin, and welcome to the very first episode of Turn Up to Eleven. Over a space of ten episodes, me and the guys here at Turn It Up will be talking about and discussing all things music, including the future of music, following on from this pandemic, up to up-and-coming bands and artists, as well as a lot of uh, music-related news and stories that we're going to be talking about. Tonight, in tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about um, live music in the future and. Uh, the way that the pandemic and things across the world have, have affected music uh, to date, really, it's a bit of a scary time. Um, and all, all, all well and good. I hope everyone's doing well and stuff like that. But when it comes down to musicians and bands and artists and like everyone needs a morale boost, everyone needs this kind of thing, and I'm sure people are missing live music. So to, on tonight's episode, we'll be talking mainly on that subject, as well as some extremely amusing subjects across the, uh, at, at the end of the night kind of thing. So, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to introduce the guys that with me at Turn It Up. We've got, uh, everyone's got a mate called Dave, and this is mine. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes, everybody does have a mate called Dave. And yes, we do have a channel. We are taking over the world. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> that, is, that is good to hear. It's good to hear. Right, and Martin, mm. my man, how are we doing? What's up, my scruffy nerf herders? I'm good. Scruffy How about you? nerf herders in the place. I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm really good. <laughs> I'm quite, yeah, I'm actually yeah, I'm, I'm actually in a really good mood. Good, good. But considering all things that have, what is going on in the world today? This. Take the trousers <laughs> off. It's just. It's just, just take the trousers off. It's one long exhale. <laughs> yeah, it's one long it's exhale, exhale, is it not? Yeah, tw- in all fairness, 2020 can go choke on a big bag of so and so's. Chocolate raisins. Going, chocolate raisins. We'll go for that. Yeah. 2020 can choke on a bag of chocolate raisins. Um, so yeah, so th- this is what we're all about. This is what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about uh, anything to do with music because that is the passion of mine that I have. I can't live without it, and I'm sure there's going to be loads of people out there that will listen to this. That have got the similar kind of views that we've got so we thought we might as well talk about it um indeed yeah so i think we have in all fairness rather than skirting around it i'd rather just try and get straight into it um and okay. what i want to talk about today is live music in the current climate that we're in i.e or therefore lack yeah of. or the, the lack of and in all fairness the, the like we're coming out the back end, and in the UK we're we're coming out the back end of, of um, wave. Well, one. I'd like to think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you say, yeah, <laughs> it is, it is, it's, 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 it's a difficult thing to even like try and pinpoint of where we're at because obviously, mm-hmm. what what's happened, and the, the government is saying oh, that you can you can no longer go out and like wear a mask and go into public spaces as long as you're social distancing, and then they're trying to, mm-hmm. from what I can gather, trying to integrate live music and entertainment into pubs and such what but obviously we're the people here at the uh, at turn up to 11 aren't all in the uk so we've got dave that lives in lanzarote so he's running through a completely different uh government and social guidelines yes. so from from your point of view yeah. as a as a musician and a and a player who is a musician by trade so mm. on what i well i mean over here in Spain, I mean, it's 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 very much a similar situation, I imagine. But um, for us, we we had our pubs open a little before you guys, and, and over over here, really. I mean, we talk about grassroots venues; they're, they're pubs, realistically, who have thrive on live music on a tourism trade in Spain. Um, but after we came out of the state of lockdown and everything else, and the pubs started to open, musicians started to go back to work very by a very little amount because a lot of venues didn't really have the money to pay musicians after the shortfall of lockdown and the likes. Uh, but it was slowly getting back to some kind of semi-normality um, because we had very low cases on the island. However, since we've opened up back to tourism again, the, the numbers have risen quite considerably. Um, and now they didn't go back into lockdown and officially say that music was not allowed on the island but they made the laws so stringent and so many regulations that bar owners had to stick to it with, otherwise they would get a very big fine of a minimum 15,000 euros, I think it was. Um, 
um, that a lot of venues are just still not taking the risk and booking musicians. Um, so we do not get benefit from the government because of the fact they're not strictly on state of lockdown. Yeah. So a lot of us here have fallen through the cracks and in the fact that there are no, but there's nobody hiring musicians. And especially with uh, the UK putting Spain on its list of countries where you would have to quarantine after you're returning from your holiday, that also means that the numbers of tourists have gone down considerably as well. Yeah, I, I could. There's a lot of musicians that are struggling, basically. <clears throat> yeah, I can imagine it would be like that over there. Like, uh, we can't really. There's very few live events that I've seen happen in the UK at the minute that are um, indoor. Obviously, we've had the um, outdoor events that have come out with the like little kettle sections you are in like a little pig pen and like me, me yeah oh, yes, yeah the, uh, the paddocks yeah. the festival yeah paddocks. so me and you and martin were talking <laughs> about we, yeah we, we were talking about this and we, 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 there's some of us that are, have kind of like agreed on the not agreed on it but that, that have kind of made it something viable that they'd like to go and see and they, but don't get me wrong i'm all up for supporting bands and supporting live acts and stuff but it, it depends on what you go to a gig to go and experience what you go yeah, yeah exactly what you but also, yeah. and, but also I, i'm sure that with some bands being trapped in a cage would heighten the experience i'm pretty sure that you know seeing the likes <laughs> of cannibal corpse would you'd feel quite home in a cage like whereas seeing tom yeah. katie porrins or whatever the fuck her name is um what's her name okay what you got about katie perry that's the badger. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fuck right. Okay. Um, you know, but, but yes, Karen. So Katy yeah, Perry. Yeah. So, so you, you see, you see the likes of of Katy Perry say and being stuck in a cage. You just feel. I'm, I'm pretty sure you just you feel like you're at a peep show or something. Well, it's a, yeah, it depends <laughs> on what you go for at the end of the day. I mean, it like when it comes to obviously our genre of music that we all gravitate towards is more on rock and metal and, and metal, yeah, yeah and like what I would call without insulting the rest of the world a proper musician and not a vocalist and if you, if you go into a gig like that and look, we, I was looking at um, uh, a story even from Frank Turner Frank Turner was one of the first guys to go and do a social distancing gig in a venue that was uh, allocated originally like 1,250 seats or to, to 1,500 seats, but they did a social distancing gig and it cut it down to 200. So you've got 200 people that wow. can't sing and they can't, they can't shout and they can't like, like integrate with the, with, with the artists or the musicians. And it's like, a, it's like, it's, it's, you, got, you feed from each other. As it, I can imagine if you're playing on stage and you're playing to someone that's completely silent, it'll be the most awkward thing in the world. You need, you need to vibe from the oh, people. Yeah. I mean, the way it would usually uh, work at a gig, I think there was a quote from Kirk Hammett, Metallica, after one of his gigs. He was saying that, like, you give out the energy at the beginning of the show, and then that energy that comes back from the audience then feeds you to go higher, and then you give more, and it's just this constant circular motion of just energy getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And, like, the more the crowd gives, the more the band gives, and it just goes on, and then at the end of the show, it just everything's going ballistic, you know, because everyone's having a great time you feed off the energy yeah i couldn't yeah. i couldn't but imagine have a cap on volume and not allowed to cheer it's oh, yeah i don't know yeah I, I, obviously we can't comment on it because we've not experienced it I, I don't i can't quite get my head around on how it's even beneficial because obviously the government has put out um i've been trying to keep up to date on uh, the updates from old boris on what's going on with the music industry because there was a there was a scheme going out where they would put 150 million pounds into the arts into live music and into venues and into whatnot to try and keep them afloat including nightclubs and and all sorts of stuff for uh, for for that kind of thing but when it comes down to like um the, like even the value of like live music in in the uk which is like 1.1 billion or something ridiculous like that, and there's like 30 million people that go to go and see these live acts and stuff. If you cut them venues in half, or even like more than half, like small smaller venues that are locally like you, you've got like the, like the Digbuff O2 and like that, <clears throat> and smaller like clubs where 
you can just go down the road and go and see like a random load of bands that you've never really heard of and go and support them and stuff like that. And to cut them in half to have, if a, if a, if a venue hasn't got a capacity of a thousand people and you're splitting that by a quarter, is it viable for a venue to stay open? Does, is it just not like a kick in the bollocks? <laughs> 5.2 billion is what the music industry brings to the UK economy. So quick look up for you. 5.2 billion fucking pounds. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot. Yeah. And, it, and when it comes to the economy, a lot, everyone needs to go out and have a good time. And I strongly believe that music is it's, it's a magical thing. It's a weird thing. It is a very weird thing. I, I, I personally think it is because there's certain, there's certain bits of music that I can listen to and it's like, ah, no, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work for you. But whatever works for you will put you in a good mood for the rest of the day. If you're in a bad mood and you can listen to something and you're like, oh, do you know what? That's, that's, that's really good. And I like that. And I think that's what, the, that's what the country needs in the time like now. So don't close it off. Absolutely. That's it. I, it, I, think, I think socially distanced gigs are great, but I think that magic you talk about, when you strip volume and you cap volume and you say you're not allowed to cheer because and i understand the science behind it when they say you know when you shout loudly you bring aerosols into the air and there's more likelihood of spreading the virus but to do that and say that an audience can't shout their appreciation it strips all that magic that you just spoke about completely out mm. of the air like it, it it strips a whole performance down to something as bare bones that you might as well be watching on a computer yeah. screen. but maybe that might be well we don't know does it that could be the new norm that could be something that obviously wow. we've got to overcome and adapt and try and get back to some kind of social structure. And it, it I, I'm not educated enough to even comment on what's going on with the coronavirus and, and, and whatnot. And there's loads of conspiracy theories about it and all of that. And whatever you believe, that's up to you. But when it comes to... It was to, made by pigs to, to, <laughs> to, to stop us from going to Mars. Yeah, there's gonna, yeah, there's going to be some kind of like wacky thing that you can try, <laughs> that you can try and put into it that someone's going to believe, and it's like you don't know what to believe them. That, and but I, I, I strongly believe that there's one thing that people need right now is to go to a gig, and I'm one of them people. I love live music, and to go and experience even like something that you would never normally listen to, and you just look at a, you look at a. Um, a lineup of a, of a venue close to you, and the venues close to you were getting few and far between and they were before the virus so now if you think like the amount of small venues you've got for local bands uh like some of the ones that we're going to be talking to in the future um that go out and do these gigs and go out and try and get their name out and things like that and as soon as they close that that i don't know where would, where would you go from that if you've not got the internet would you like to go and see oh, like a live it. band just play on your screen without being there on that discussion of like grassroots venues is that what you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. like the the smaller the smaller venues i mean those guys have been struggling for about the last decade before the pandemic they were stripped of funding they weren't getting much help to begin with there's a lot of musicians on that like kind of circuit that i've spoken to in the past that have constantly been trying to do campaigns and petitions to try and save grassroots music venues because they're they're the practice venues for a lot of bands that then go on and make it and become the best bands ever because they've had those venues to practice the trade and go on and become absolutely great but they've been struggling for a long long time pandemic unfortunately will be the thing that finishes them off but it is a subject that is that has been quite close to my heart for a long time and it is something that now more than ever they need to be funded yeah and helped i, I honestly do think I, I i don't know the ins and outs of what kind of government funding they're going to be getting but i think it is a a very valuable thing to get funded when the government talks about these kind of venues they don't talk about grassroots venues they talk about venues like the royal albert the, yes yes yeah very big very very you know proud british yeah. venues for very you know for a lot of classical concerts and things like this and i don't want to get too political uh, but it tends <clears> to <throat> sit on the side of what a tory government usually kind of spouts as great to be british you know everything that's quintessentially british the royal albert hall yes we like that but nobody's talking about, I don't know, the Snooty Fox in Wakefield, which has been a grassroots venue for so many bands over the years. It, it's any yeah, musician who's done a tour circuit knows that venue so well, but no one's talking about that guy yeah, is it, who's actually helped so many musicians grow. It's a difficult, it's a diff, it's like a balancing act. I can, I can, I can kind of see it from their point of view. Obviously, 
they will go for performance arts, musicals, theatre. We're going to go like Broadway and like everything. There is going to be like, there's, there's going to be a fourth Mary Poppins or there's going to be some shit like that. But there could be some like kind of band down the road that could be the next best thing that it, it, there's like a, a weird separation between the classes and venues and 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 there yes. always has been there I always agree. has been and but i always i, I also think that I, yeah I, they're all they're, they're gonna listen to i think theater and um musicals and things like that on broadway and stuff are gonna they, they will they will get west end shows yeah west end west end yeah. shows are starting to come back already because they've they've forked out the money for all of the cast to have it's a lot of people uh, to be involved isn't tests. it yeah it is a, it, but, but, it's, yeah. so so they've actually started to bring them back so they test them all before every single day before they rehearse and before the actual show starts and stuff so it's completely safe but then the audience members still have to wear masks it's it's, it's funny funny you bring up the theaters and obviously i'm a i'm a performing artist myself amateur uh, amateur actor um, and it's it, it's the same it's the same thing. So all these these big like the Royal Albert Hall, the, like all those Broadways, the the big you know the big theatres are being looked after. But the the amateur theatres that rely on donations that you know, I go to and that that people again like in the theatre trade, people hone their craft in local amateur theatres. It's 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 where they all start, and they're not there's a lot of them that just aren't going to survive you know this this pandemic and again it, it comes down to what you were saying about music and classes and i think one of the good things i think that's going to come out of this pandemic is a little bit of a breakdown in the the segregation of those musical classes you know people are just going to start to enjoy music a little bit more rather than setting themselves you know i'm only going to go see see this or, or, or see that, they're just going to go to to see the music that's available, which, you know, might help. Yeah, I, no, I, 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 yeah, I completely, I, I get where you're coming from because that is like on the opposite wavelength that I think to, because obviously you are in the theatre and that is the same kind of concept that I want to get across as small theatres, small live music venues. That's the birth of cre creativity. That is where it happens. Mm, that is the future. That is the future of music. It's the future of performing. And if you shut them down, all you've got is the internet. Don't get me wrong. The internet is a f f brilliant place. It is, it, and it can be awful at the same time. But nothing beats to go out and just say, like, do you know what? We're going to go and see this. Like, admittedly, Martin, mm. no offence whatsoever, thespians and whatnot on on on. Yeah, on on the musical side of things and theatre isn't for me, but for my for my partner, for my girlfriend, obsessed. She she loves theatre and stuff like that. So if that happens, and people can't get to new shows, the the, the point I was trying to get across is if, if you've got big theatre West End shows that are playing the same thing over and over and over and over again, it's the same thing as going to manchester uh manchester arena or going to the o2 arena listening to a Ma uh, metallica listening to um uh, whoever else is playing on like a, on a massive scale because it's the same people and it's over and over and over again if you shut down the smaller venues you're not going to listen to old joe blogs down the road on his three-piece band that has got musical talent musical talent that are up there with like steve Vai or something creative or something that's you'd never heard before and it, 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 admittedly, it scares the shit out of me because I, 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 I'm like, it, oh, it just annoys me because they need funding and then they, they need some kind of way of getting out there. And I don't think at uh, this current climate that it's going to happen. So anyway, yeah. If we think back to originally what you were saying is what does the future of music look like? I mean, if those grassroots venues go for a long time, you will still have Manchester Arena, you'll still have the Royal Albert Hall, who still have those greats that we love and love, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Satriani, mm. Steve, all those guys. You'll still see these bands. There's still a lot of young bands that are famous enough now to still have a good career in those venues. But when we talk about the future, when you talk about 10, 20, 30 years' time, those grassroots venues disappear now. What are you left with when those guys are all too old to perform? SoundCloud. Mm. That's what you've got. 
Are you just left with every every leftover X Factor artist? Is that what the future of no, music I don't is? No, I don't, just I don't think it, yeah. get, I don't, I don't think it would even go uh, to that. But you take, I've, mm, but I'm just saying, you take that that training away. You're right. You're just left with the internet and home streaming, maybe from what we've been doing during lockdown. Yeah. But it's not the same. No, it's not. It, no, no, not it's not the same. same. Life is not the same, and that is a perfect fucking. That is a perfect quote for someone that we will be talking to in the future. He's got some brilliant material coming out, and. He's one of his tracks is called "Life Is Not the oh, Same," yes. and it hit it hit yeah. home because it literally it is. It's not going to be the same, but it's going to be something we need to adapt to. If you think mm. to back, like when I first started listening to music that I really appreciated, it was like like I was listening to, to like seventies music when I was growing up, and it was like I would listen to all these bands and I've, and they've gone out and they've done that and they've put their name out and stuff like. That. Now today, you've got people like Post Malone that were singing and rapping on SoundCloud. And that's how they come about. So there's like a little piece of me that mm. thinks that's an exciting point because anyone, anyone can become a musician. Mm. Anyone can become like, they can, they can hone, like, not, it, 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 I don't know, I don't know if it like devalues honing your craft. If they're generally good, people are going to listen. That's the only thing. You could be, a, yeah, that's the only thing. You can be a great songwriter at yes. home. Sorry to interrupt. You can be a great songwriter at home and you can record some great songs at home and you can put them on the internet and people will like it and maybe people might buy it. But those small venues where you go out and you gig it and you practice the interaction with an audience, you know, because we've all, we've all, we've mentioned previously in conversations before this podcast that, you know, sometimes that a musician might sound fantastic but they're not much to look at or they don't talk much or have much banter in between songs and that kind of stuff. Those smaller venues, when you're growing up through that career, is where you get the practice for that. That's where you get really, really good yeah. at crowd interaction and things like that because you try something and if it doesn't work, you try something somewhere else. Yeah. You can't go from SoundCloud to Manchester Arena and then just try something on a whim and then it tanks. Do you not, yeah, you know, do you, do you not so think it's like this, an age this thing? Is the training ground. Yeah, do you not think it's an age thing? Do you not think it's where we were at in our lives? Do not think that that's uh, what we, I, we I, think I, that I they should be going so. with. Because the generation that are coming up now, I'm not going to lie, uh, is shit. It's fucking beyond. It, it, no, I wouldn't <laughs> say it's shit. So, no, some of it generally is, generally is good. But, I mean, mm. yeah, it all depends on your perspective on music and what you want to come out of it. I mean, from Dave's point of view, he's a musician. He's gone through that shit. He's, he's toured. He's done, that, he's done that kind of thing. From... Me and you, Martin, we're a, we're a spectator. We're we're a purchaser. We're 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 a client kind of thing. We're we're listening to that kind of thing. So it is interesting to. It's two yeah, sides it's of, two, of yeah, the story. Yeah, two sides of every story. Two musicians. Yeah. yeah. And I, I listen to some things and I think, that's fucking great. That is really really good. And then you look you look at the following that they've got, and I'm like, why have they not got more people? And I don't mm. understand it. But then some mm. one bloke down the road can start going, and, and they've got like a million views or like a million i think that, that I, I think the could you do that again <laughs> oh mate you've got to release that that's a banger <laughs> exactly yeah there's like um it's my own it's a crazy time to think that it's not and it is i'm excited about it because anyone can do anything and as long as they're doing what they love doing and they're producing it and people are listening to it and they're accepting it that's completely fine but I think the generation that we're in, it's it's like that's what you do. You you make something, you go out to small gigs, you got to you get shit thrown at you, you get like all sorts thrown at you, <laughs> and you go through it. And at the end of it, you think, oh no, we're not any good. We'll go to the next one. And you build your name up, and you you kind of go. Now it seems to think you can put something out behind a wall that no one knows who you are, and then there's going to be there'll either be a positive response or a negative response, and then you deal with it. I suppose the equivalence now, as from having stuff thrown at you when you're on tour trying a new song you've written, uh, it's the difference of the response to that gig that you've gone to where you don't know anybody then. They weren't your fans. There was somebody else's that you were supporting. They think, well, they didn't like that. They booed a lot or they threw stuff. And then other gigs you go and they went, oh, yeah, they got really drunk and they, yeah, they got up and down. They, they absolutely loved it. The equivalence to that now is the amount of likes. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, that is it. By all means, is safer for the musician. It is. If <laughs> it, having stuff thrown at imagine, me, lack of likes is probably yeah. better. But if, that's if the you imagine going back to the Ramones, 
the Ramones were, they got hated upon for years upon years when they first started coming out until they started dying off. And everyone was like, oh yeah, the Ramones are great. And then you've got kids walking around that are 15 years old with a Ramones t-shirt on. So do you know who the Ramones are? I was like, no, you've not got a clue. I so, so they made more money out of t-shirts. They did, yeah. The merch else. was a massive thing. <laughs> it, it definitely was. But that's like, it's, uh, oh yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy subject to talk about. And it's going to be ongoing. I think, I think for people our generation, without, we're not exactly old, do you know what I mean? But I mean, like for, for musicians these days, another thing that really interests me is obviously since this pandemic's happened and there's been no music going on, is the way that people are going, well, the way that musicians are going about getting their music out there. So they're, so they're looking on, oh, <laughs> you're out there, Mike. <laughs> uh, so that's, yeah, so people, I'm interested on. Um, <laughs> Sorry for the listeners. Uh, he just muted his microphone and right. pulled the face of a giant that, sneeze. Yeah, so. That looked that looked quite. That looked like a treasurous one. That looked like. Uh, a good I'm one. So, I'm sorry. I won't mute myself next time. I'll let you. Enjoy no, 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 no. It. I could just yeah. And, and unfortunately, people that are listening, obviously, we're talking on a Zoom chat, so we can all see each other. So as soon as you see one bloke's eyes roll back in his sockets and his face scrunch, <laughs> scrunch up, you know. Something. Hands above the sheets, yeah. hands above yeah. the sheets. If you, yeah, if you can see his hands, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> if you can't, so, that's a whole different story. Yeah, so this is, this is a, the, the conversation that I wanted to try and direct it towards was the way that, the, the thing that interests me at the minute is the way that people are now um, adapting to getting their music out there. So people have like the, 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 from the platforms of TikTok or um, YouTube or Instagram or something like that. People like Instagram guitarists. SoundCloud, yeah. I think. Even like if you, if you, if uh, admittedly, I'm one of them people. I, I, as soon as I started watching a TikTok video, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm gone. I'm, you've, you've lost two hours. I'll sit there and just scroll through videos <laughs> and, and I follow quite a few musicians that are on there that have adapted to put their name out there. And that's how they get their, the name of their bands out there or the, how they, they put their new material out there. So I think that's um, the way people are adapting and to getting their music out. It's a new yeah, world. Yeah, no, it is a new world. I'm very, I struggle with that. I'm very technically challenged when it comes to that kind of side of social media for me personally. I'm an old school person. I'm, the, I'm much more like, I'll sit at home I'll sit at home and I'll learn a song and I'll go out and I'll gig it. I'll gig it and get the response, yeah. the, the likes and everything else. It's I know it's a big part of the game. Yeah, I, do, I, I believe that it is like um, that's a lovely rendition, Martin. I do. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's. I, I kind of, I kind of like it. I think it's, it is adapting and it is it is doing what you've got to do to get your music out there. And I kind of, I kind mm. of appreciate. I've spoken to a few people on TikTok, the guitarists and whatnot, and some of them are going to be coming on the show. And I'm thinking, that is, if that's the platform now to get the most amount of people to hear you, without having such thing as an agent or a record label or anything like that. And when it comes to social media, some people are fucking killing it. Those things do do, do still exist, but unfortunately, the social media part of it comes first now. Yeah. Because there was there was a lot of bands that kind of made their fame through like self release and online. I think Arctic Monkeys actually may have started off their career like that, where they were doing gigs at home. And this is way this is years and years back. I think I could be wrong. I have to research this. But a lot of bands are doing this thing where a record label won't or an, an agent won't touch you unless you already have X amount of hits, X amount of million likes mm. or whatever. So it's all about the self release. And then the, when you've done all the hard work, the record label then goes, oh, we'll give you some money now." You know, it's yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's like you have to build up your social media first, and then because A and R reps and record labels don't just go to gigs randomly. Anymore. Yeah, there's no, I don't it's think there's like no that. such thing as a headhunter, is there? There's not some random bloke in a suit sat like a, sat at the back of your gig looking at you, nodding his head, going, "Do you yeah. know what? I could make some money off him." And ad admit, ad yeah, Instead, there'll be somebody on a computer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Doing admittedly, I've, that's I kind of find that a little bit exciting. That, well, that it's gone. Not that, I, mean, I don't find it exciting that it's gone, but I mean, I find it exciting that people can just do that now. People can just put yeah. their music out, and you could have old mm. Joe Blogs down the road making the most melodic, memorable track that you'd never heard before, but he's just a mm. kid down the road, and I, I, I kind of mm. like that. Or, 
Yeah. Or three complete nobodies that make a really successful podcast. Oh, is that the, uh, <laughs> you know, t- can you please turn it down to eight podcast that, that, that's coming on after? <laughs> yeah, the supporting act. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what I like about it. The, the whole thing of the internet and the whole thing of reaching people that you'd never normally speak mm. to, I think. And when it comes to... It comes to the connectivity side of it is fantastic. It yeah, is. It, it has its ups and its downs, and it, it it's something that I want to keep kind of kind something I want to kind of keep track on because potentially it's an exciting time, but that's coming from a consumer. So when it comes to people, when if we go on to like um, streaming and uh, uh, purchasing uh, a subscription of a well-known musical streaming service or whatever it is, and you're paying a subscription for that and you're getting relentless music. And it's fantastic as the side of a fan. A consumer, yeah. So the the topic that I want to kind of get into before we move on a little bit is the, no, I don't know. I think we might save that for another episode. I think we're going to leave that. Yeah. Yeah, Because that's something that we really want to talk to because for musicians out there that have got their music out on such streaming sites as Spotify, Apple Music, anything else, the the, the money that they're receiving for their plays of their their, their tracks is um, it's beyond the... Astronomically low. It's beyond the fucking joke, Mm. to be honest. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I smell a soapbox corner. Oh, there is a soapbox corner. It is. is. How does it make you feel, Saving? How does it make you feel? It just annoys me, and I'm not even a fucking musician. Do you know what I mean? I I can't... Smoke is coming out of his ears. (laughs) (laughs) No, yes. We'll we'll touch on that subject a little bit later when it gets to soapbox corner, because I've got a lot of things to say about Spotify. (laughs) Just calm down. Calm down. Take a breath. You can hear the water in his eyeballs start to boil. (laughs) (laughs) So did you start hearing a hissing? Ooh, sir. So... Yeah. So on, on a slightly lighter note, when it comes to social distancing events and music on the way that we're in now, Martin's got a um, a little bit of a story that he wants to bring to light. Um, yeah. And it's it's basically along the lines of um, uh, like a charity group that's uh, that's trying to get musicians to put music out but not benefit from. If that is, is it something? If I'm, am I on the right lines? Yeah, that's right. So. I mean, uh, this 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 charity called Sound World, who's kind of come about uh, come about from the uh, from Bristol. Uh, in fact, the, the the chap who runs the charity, uh, a chap called Roger Huckle, uh, who's the director of the Bristol Ensemble, uh, which is um, a, a classical venue that's always worked with. Uh, with kids from the from the local area helping with things like GCSEs, A levels in in music, um, gives them again gives them experience performing in a in a proper venue. Now, I, I know what you you saying earlier. There's there's class divides with music, and I, if you look at me, you, you'd never really suspect I I really enjoy some classical as well as my metal. But you you got to have love for the classical, um, and these of guys. Course. I mean, these guys. What he's done, this this chap, he's basically he's approached twelve um, renowned classical composers who, for you know, who don't need the help themselves, and he's got them to compose um, a, a what's it called, a new, uh, an original. Sorry. I lost the word for original. These 12 composers have, compo- have uh, come together and composed an original piece. And then they've gone out and hired 15 or so musicians, uh, freelance musicians. Struggling. Yeah, musicians, yeah, absolutely. Struggling musicians to make the piece. Now, normally, obviously, composers take a, a certain cut of, you know, profits or anything. These 12 composers have foregone and forfeited their normal fees and said, yeah, this is all going to the musicians. And even before anything has happened, uh, the the musicians have been paid up front. So they've been paid regardless. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and what they're saying is it's, it's they although they're a a registered charity, 
they're they're trying not to make it feel or or act like a charitable handout they're 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 trying to pay for work that's what they're doing They're, they're trying to help struggling musicians get a little foot up whilst obviously all the the pandemic and everything is 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 going around i think it's really and keeping them creative i think think that's yeah that's a i think it is a good point yeah absolutely was was this was this done via rehearsal at home as well or was it recorded at home as well because i'm seeing here on the stories that you have the pianist in the room the vibraphone player in her bedroom and it's remarkable creativity can happen in that yeah that's right so yeah i'm wondering whether they actually recorded this individually at home and then it all just came together yeah no they did they 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 recorded it all individually at home and and then obviously got sent to the professional editors who have then put it together and the idea Mm. all being well in may next year they'll come together and and perform it live um everything being well at at the bristol ensemble but until then it's you know it's you know it's, it's paid work and it will it will sell and people will will buy it um i love that i absolutely love that i think that there's people from the top down yeah people who have already kind of made a lot of money and aren't struggling too much during a pandemic because well for better choice of a word they're quite well off already but by you know writing a new song where they know it will sell because of their name and then extending that down to musicians who really need the work yeah yeah and i think certainly as well as kind of like the alternative music, like your metal and rock and all that, um, classical is another struggling. Uh, it's a place where artists struggle to make a name for themselves and and earn a living off, uh, as it is anyway. You know, you've got your your main pop artists, and it's a little bit easier because it, it's called pop because it's popular. You know, everyone's gonna going to listen to that it's always going to be on the bbc radio but when was the last time you heard um beethoven's fifth on radio one you know or metallica mm. uh, okay metallica's maybe a bad but so you have you have the likes of classic fm and and, and the likes but it's, it's a big industry but it is a very hard one to crack it's a very hard one to get into as a young musician yeah. because to be a classical musician they've all gone to all the music schools they've all gone and got the qualifications yeah you basically have a lot of extremely well-trained musicians who are all in the same saturated kind of industry yeah. it's, it must be a tough one to break i, I can imagine it is i can imagine it would be like going to medical school it's yeah. like it's not like it's not like you're joining a band and just playing power riffs and playing like learning so many things but when you're going to like classical it, it, it's it's so intricate and it's and and i can imagine breaking that kind of thing would be one hell of an accomplishment i'm not demeaning yeah. any other kind of musician because it's classical is not my thing so i can't really comment on it well within within that industry within that world i think like if you're a rock musician i don't think anybody really cares if you have a degree or not yeah but if you're a classical musician i imagine to be classically trained is the first yeah so yes. yeah I, yeah which means you have to be completely fully qualified in music theory whereas you can be in a rock band and a metal band and not but still write some good songs and sell cd so it it must be a lot more difficult mm. as far as the work that goes in. I think it's a good idea. And then you've got to try and Yeah, I think I'm, I'm glad. Uh, that's not a world I know too much about. Yeah, I'm glad that someone's doing something along the lines of trying to help musicians. Another thing that we were speaking about earlier was, um, uh, I can't, off the top of me, I can't remember the name that you were going on about, Dave. But uh, um, uh, Let the music play. Let the music play, that was it. Yeah, that I've, was I've, it. I've, that's another that's one. It. I've got that open as well. Um, I haven't mm. had the chance to read it through on um yeah no dave's got a uh dave's got a friend and they've they've released a song was it a couple of weeks ago yes biddy biddy out country genre she's a country singer and she's absolutely fabulous she's amazing singer and her and uh her music partner uh, david luke have recorded a song called let the music play and they've agreed to be a guest on the show coming up in a few episodes as well which i cannot wait for because honestly the song is beautiful. It's really as good. As it is, is, I'm a big yeah, country it fan. It is good. It's gorgeous. And, I'm, I'm not, and yeah. all the proceeds of the single are actually going towards helping 
struggling musicians. It's it's a charitable awesome. thing. So all proceeds from that are going to musicians that are struggling in the industry yeah, right nice. now. So there's a shout out if you if you want to take a search on Google for Biddy Ronell, just have honestly, a look. Honestly, yeah. On, I'm not a massive country fan, but I'm telling you now that it's a banger. It is good, and it, the, the the whole concept of why why they're doing it and who's going to benefit from it is exactly what we're all about. So yeah, please go mm. and give it a look, and um, yeah, give them a follow and and get your hands yeah, in yeah, your we'll, pockets, we'll, man. We'll, that's it, and even, even we'll, re we'll reshare the that's link. It. And even better, the look, we'll give it a listen as well. <laughs> mm, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't wait to get them on and have a chat. Yeah, no, it'd be awesome. I think what they're doing. Should we lighten it up? Should we lighten it up? Yes. Yeah. We'll follow on with um, uh, Dave's got a few things coming up that we're going to be talking about that is um, <laughs> a little bit more lighthearted. And then by the time we've had a drink and stuff, it's going to be, I can imagine it'd be quite amusing. We've got some few good stories coming along. So, uh, yeah. So, Dave, what you got? Well, what we've got is a hilarious story that came up on an Insta Instagram account in August. Uh, just gone. Um, it comes from the legendary guitarist that is Steve Lukather fully known for his work in Toto. Uh, and also he's been a session musician on Michael Jackson songs and all sorts. He's an industry legend. Everybody loves a bit of Steve Lukather. Uh, and on his Instagram account, it's come about that he has constant arguments with his neighbor. Him and his neighbor hate each other. All right. Now we've all had a bad I've got so many stories about my neighbor. With a neighbor. <laughs> yeah. and it, and honestly, th th and this, this bloke has taken the biscuit, mate. This is this has done something that we'd all want to do. As a guitar player, this is something I've always yeah. wanted to do, and I'm finally glad somebody has done it, finally. Because you know when you get a noisy neighbor, I'm sure if there's any musicians that are listening, there'll be a few guitarists. When you get a noisy neighbor, the, the first thing you want to do is just get your amp, and excuse the pun, turn it up to 11, stick it at the wall and just melt them, you know? Uh, but this one was Steve Lukather. And uh, I'll just have, I'll read a quick excerpt from the news story. And it says, ever get woken up by your neighbor's leaf blower way too early in the morning and wish there was a way to get revenge? Now, it sounds like there's a common thing with his neighbors to have arguments on a regular basis. But he refers to his neighbor as a dickhead, which is funny. Um, and he started up 10 leaf blowers at the same time, at 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mate, 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 I'm sorry. I'd be, I'd be fucking screwing. Excuse my French, but what the fuck do you need 10 leaf blowers for? At well, the same they're not exactly awesome, small things. How do, you, how do you hold all 10? Um, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's autumn, but how many fucking trees do you have in your garden? Right? <laughs> so, so it's to get revenge and i think it says uh, sending a bit of sonic fury towards his neighbor was uh, part of the quote oh, okay. he uh, he brings he brings his amplifier outside and sticks it on a little trampoline aimed at his neighbor's house and plays the most mind melting rock solo of all time in his dressing gown ah. in followed followed by screaming the words good morning at the top of his voice. It, yeah, like, if <laughs> no one has seen this video, I strongly suggest you need to look this up on Google or something and just watch it because there's nothing better than watching a legend like himself just, 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 just had enough and he's going out and he's literally, you could see him and he's cranked it up to 11 and, he's just, and, he's, and he, he bouts out a blinder as well. And, uh, oh, oh. You imagine... Uh, in all fairness, if I was his, I don't, I probably wouldn't be a Karen living next door to him. Do you know what I mean? But I, I, but I, I can, if someone played that over the fence to me, rather than get annoyed, I'd be, I'd, I'd be fucking moving, man. It was. It, well, the, the comments, there was comments from other famous guitar players from the likes of Joe Bonamassa. And uh, one came from Frank Zappa saying they should be paying you for that. Performance. Yeah, that's like, a, that's like a live gig, man. <laughs> You imagine just having. Imagine if, even if it was like, uh, if that was your house and it was your kids or something that were, that were being an absolute nuisance, and all of a sudden he started bouting that out, and his dad's just sat in the garden with a Long Island iced tea, just going, "Oh, oh, oh I, I know that finger somewhere." <laughs> I have a theory. I have a theory. I have a theory that his next door neighbour is actually a secret diehard. Oh, imagine it! Yeah, he's screaming <laughs> over the fence. And next New week. Africa. And next, and next week, there's going to be 20 fucking leaf blowers in his garden, <laughs> hoping that the drummer might turn yeah. up. Like, no, I don't know. Sat in the garden with a V8 revving it, going, come on, what else you got? You know? 
Oh, God, imagine that. But the funny thing is, he's got a little pug. Oh, this is just brilliant because you've got this right in his in his in his day and now he is still one of the biggest rock stars of mm. all time. But seeing him in his dressing gown and a little pug, it's just really funny. But the pug sits next to the amplifier and is totally not bothered. <laughs> <laughs> and this is turned right up loud, and the dog is just like, "Yeah, piss off, mate! I hear this every five minutes." <laughs> 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 yeah, fuck your leaf blowers. Do you know what I mean? yeah. Oh, mate, I, I love that story. I That's think it's awesome. great. Love I'd love to. I'd, love, I'd I, love to do something. Anybody like listening at home as well? Anybody listening at home? What would you do to your noisy neighbours? Send it in to us. We want to hear any funny stories about. Yeah, I've always wanted to, Absolutely. especially if you're a musician. Yeah, I've always wanted to do it. I remember when lock, when lockdown first happened, and I've I've, I've been practicing guitar for quite a while. I'm sat in the garden and it's a lovely sunny day. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to bring it outside. I've not got an acoustic. I'm sitting there on the, on the electric and it's not plugged in, being like nice and quiet. And they just see the neighbour pop over the fence going like that. Well, you play guitar to you. I was like, well, you could kind of say that. Yeah. I was like, oh, do, you mind, do you mind doing it a bit quieter? I was like, it's on an electric. I was like, I was like, it's not even plugged in. I was like, I want to bring the amp down, just bang it in the garden and crank it right. The, uh, here we go again. Crank it up to 11. <laughs> and just, and even like, even like on a bum note, just like, just like, just, just nothing but distortion. Just, just, just. Hold on a minute. I remember talking to you during lockdown. Uh, and yes. Wasn't there a thing that you did yes. on the Thursdays yes. when everybody would go outside and clap for the NHS? Yes. I'd... One of your neighbours said, would you be willing to play the national anthem well, full yeah. volume? Yeah. Tell yeah, us about well, Yeah, so basically what happened, obviously, the, the, the whole COVID happened and the whole lockdown happened and then I was out to leave the house. Obviously, I, I was left without a job. We didn't know what was going on in the event industry. And we thought, well, we'll sit there and like, see what's going on. And honestly, my street that I live in is, we've not long moved here, are absolutely amazing. The community in the street on, on a musical level is beyond anything that I've ever experienced before in my life. So when we first moved in, we all got welcomed and stuff like that. And we found out that our, one of our next door neighbours, Margaret, I'm going to name drop her, Margaret's a ledge. Um, <laughs> she, she is she's absolutely brilliant and she does a lot of work for the British Legion and stuff like this and, and when they, they did a um, they did like a, a massive um, street party for um, VE Day and nice. they did it a couple of years ago and they got the mayor around and all this and we knew nothing about this when we moved in so Margaret come around once and goes oh, do, do you mind decorating your house I was like what do you mean decorating your house so we're going to get like flags out and stuff and all of this to celebrate VE Day I was like oh I'm all on board for that I was like, we're going to do this. And they're all outside. Everyone's outside the front of the house is clapping for the NHS a lot. So we were talking. We had a couple of drinks and that. And I said, well, I'm learning the guitar right now. I said, and I'm pretty sure that I could string together the national anthem, Brian May style. (laughs) I said this after a couple of drinks. And I was thinking, shit, I've I've got to try and learn this now. So Dave was straight on the phone. So Dave was like giving me lessons and we're trying to like we're trying to string it together and trying to get the tone right and doing all of this. And the first right, so the idea was I've got a big bay window on my uh, on my little studio room that we're sat in right now. And I was gonna open the curtains, I've got me Marshall amp sat at the front. And I'm stood there in my guitar, and I'm, saying, I'm, I'm going to crank it right the way up, and I'll play the national anthem at eight o'clock. You're missing one item of clothing get, that you. I'm were getting wearing. there, and so, <laughs> so I bought a massive six-foot Union Jack flag to string around my neck, and I've opened, I've opened the, and I've opened the curtains, and I've put the amp up there. And admittedly, me and Dave are sat there for a couple of nights, and he's thrown me through it. I can play it. Do you know what I mean? I, I know I can play it, and I've gone to go and play it, but I've not played it with volume. So all I've done, as soon as this has happened, on like the, I think it was the second week of lockdown, and there's a lad up the road that plays the drums, and he plays it quite well. So every 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 Thursday, he used to come out, and we could do a dum dum dum, and he used to play like the little drum beat. I'm like, I'll get I'll, I'll get into that. I'll get into that. So I've opened the curtains and I've bung, I've put me Marshall on the front, and I've cranked it up to eleven. Admittedly, shouldn't have done that. And all you could hear was the most high-pitched squeal that you've ever heard. Feedback. Oh, it was awful. And I'm stood, I'm, I'm stood behind it by about 10 foot behind the amp. And I'm going, I can't, I don't know. And it went, and it's literally screaming at you. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I've messed this up. I've messed this up. And I cowered away like a little girl. 
And I just literally threw everything away and I ran away. So the next week, I, re- I recuperated. I thought, right, I'm going to do this. And we ended up having um, a bit of a street party. And it was like a social distancing street party, obviously. And that, I think that was for, for, for VE Day. And they had people dancing in the street in like period clothing and all of this stuff. We're having a couple of drinks outside the front. And I mentioned to them what I, because I wondered what that noise was last week. <laughs> I could just, I could just hear this squealing out the window and some random, some random fat bloke just disappeared behind the curtains. I was like, it's like, are you the guy that ruined the NHS last week? <laughs> well, I couldn't believe it. I thought, right. I guess, oh, can you do it? So I went up and did it again and it went off without a hitch. It was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, that that is the probably the oh, that yeah I'm gonna go for that's my first live show, and it was a f- disaster. It was absolutely, <laughs> but it was. But yeah, so, so, every time neighbors, every time they walk past them, they can hear me like screaming bum notes on the guitar. They know exactly what's going on. Do you know what's lovely as well? Because me and Saban haven't spoken in many many years actually since me moving to Spain. Uh, but that was how we reconnected <laughs> and came about putting this show it together. was yeah no yeah it was yeah <laughs> it's it's a love story like no other seriously yeah. i'm so proud of still you still a better love so story than twilight oh mate it, it was yeah. emotional emotional to say the least and it, uh, it, and I've, I've still got the little union jack flag stood behind me this gives me the, the unpleasant reminder of what went wrong I just stood there with my cheap Epiphone SG, just like, screaming its nuts off. I tell you what, there's another subject for anybody that's listening, any musicians out there that are in bands as well. If you've got any real embarrassing stories of your earliest oh, shows, we want, we'd love to hear it. about it. We'd love to hear about it. We want the embarrassing ones, we want the horror stories of, you know, yeah, what did your drummer story. do the night before that just ruined it? What did they get, you know, what did the guitar, how did the guitarist mess up your first ever live gig? Tell us, talk yeah. to us, what's going on? I've got a few howlers in my time. <laughs> I've got howlers and I wasn't even on stage. You know what I mean? When you go to a gig and you look at them thinking, oh, you, yeah, something's not right here. I think, I'm I don't gonna... understand. This is my biggest creditation to a band or a musician on how the f- they do it bladdered. I don't get it. I don't mm. like, right, I'm going to put a big shout out Badly. now. Motley Crew. How are they still alive? I must admit, the reunion, was at, like the, re, the, the reunion was absolutely fucking awful. <laughs> but other than that, how have they survived so long? I don't get it. I don't understand the amount of... Can I ask, was the reunion awful because the hangover finally kicked No, in? yeah, I think it was more like the let them... Uh, yeah, I think Vinny just let himself go far too much. <laughs> they just stopped drinking. Like, they're drinking constantly for 20 years, and then one day they decided to take a night yeah, off. Yeah, no, but if you, if you listen it. to Tommy Lee, if you listen to Tommy Lee play now, he's still got it, man. He's fucking great. Like, Ma, even Mars... Nick Mars, mate, he's a fucking... He is one of the most underrated guitarists of all time. I'm telling you now. Mm. I, I, he's fucking great. I think he's absolutely brilliant. And he's still got it. And he's got, like, some kind of, like, crazy shit going on. I honestly do think that he's, like... He's, he's a massive underrated guitarist. And he's pretty much... What's he got? He's, well, it's not Spinal Bifida, is it? It's, um... I'll come back to that, because I've, re- I've, not, I've not researched it. But I can't think of the name of it. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that's just leveling up as a guitar player, isn't it? Like when you, when you you've reached the level where you can be in any state of drug-induced coma. Yeah, like it's, yeah. I mean, like it, like it, it's not it's not a syllabus of lessons that I have to offer as a teacher. <laughs> but I, I can. But one day I hope. I can to. kind of understand yeah. it. I can kind of understand it because I struggle if I haven't had at least a single beer before I go out go out and actually perform and play. I'm the worst actor in the world. If I've had, I mean, if I've had one or two, I can, I can get into it and I can be my character. It's Dutch courage, mate. That's what that is. <laughs> it's yeah. Dutch courage. But I mean, there's a, like a golden rule. I mean, if, if one of my mates come around and they walk into the room and they see all these guitars strung all over the wall, because I'll play something of that. Yeah, from sober. I'll give it a go, <laughs> for, and it, it, it's literally it's like pang, 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 pang. I was like, <laughs> like, can you play Wonderball? I'm like. I said maybe. <laughs> what? What? Why does everyone, as soon as they see someone with a guitar, why do they say, "Can you play Thunderstruck? Can you play Wonderwall?" What is it with those it, two fucking songs? No, th- th- this is a subject that I want to track on because Dave obviously is a musician and he gets this a lot, and it pleases me oh, yes. something rotten because 
in 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 a consumer kind of way if you're not if you go and see a live band and a, a cover band or anything like that and you're thinking oh can do you take requests can you play this and you're thinking of the most popular rock song that you know you're gonna go can you play how's bows or can you play back to black or Wonderwall? or you're gonna i wish i had some you of get some ACDC fucking right requests. weird ones don't you you get like is it like uh, i wish i had those kind of requests but unfortunately those kind of cover gigs does not come with that kind of <laughs> i get i get asked to play sweet caroline or brown eyed girl or which are the two most annoying bitches in in the industry <laughs> it's like some Caroline and whoever that brown eye bitch is can just do one, <laughs> quite honestly. And Valerie. Valerie's a dick oh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you come on over? It's Zootons, isn't it? Zootons, Valerie. There's a theory here that any song that's got a girl's name, just no, go away. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not having that. I'm, be, I'm, I'm being on the other side of that. Caroline, Valerie, and that brown eyed girl. So you can right, Alice? I've got one for you. <laughs> Who the no, fuck is old, Alice? Old Rosie, mate. <laughs> yeah. Old Rosie, you're not dissing that. ACDC and Old wow. Rosie, you're not, I'm not, yeah, yeah. You, could, you ain't shunning that. A whole lot. A whole lot, Rosie. yeah. A whole yeah. lot of Old Rosie. Well, fuck it, that's a blinding tune, that is. But no, it's right there. There's always, there's always somebody that comes in and asks for those songs, and every musician just goes, Ugh, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then that, that's going that, to be a topic I'm going to bring up in the future. I'm going to do a whole segment on it. Because I've spoken, to, oh, I've, spoken no, I've spoke, just no, I want to. <laughs> I, I really want to, because it's, it's like, you know, if you're, it, it needs awareness. Yeah, yeah no, it is. It's, yeah, it's more of a well, Yeah, there we go. We'll put on an awareness track that this is not what to act as a musician. If you're working at a guitar store, that's another good one because you were one of them. You're going to walk in and all you can hear is and then you're going to hear is like yeah. Then you hear like fucking um, stairway to heaven. Smoke on the water. On the water. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Mm. The, 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 the that stems from the uh, the great film uh, Wayne's World, though, doesn't yeah. it? When he goes in and it says no stairway, it's like, Denied. do not do it. <laughs> <laughs> but equally, uh, there's actually there's a lot of guitar shops though, from that movie who actually have a yeah. sign saying no enter Sandman, no smells like Teen Spirit, no yeah. Seven Nation <laughs> Army, no smoke on the water. It's, it's yeah. all these... But imagine, imagine, imagine being the people in that store. I couldn't do it. Obviously, you've been one of them. Me and Martin haven't. And it, I, I, I'd quite happily go around trolling people in music stores, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> in just crank it, whack the gain up, whack the volume up to eleven, and just go, and just get chased out of the store. I've been the annoying customer, and I've been behind the till in a guitar shop as well. <laughs> so I've been that guy who goes in on his lunch break from another job and goes, "I've got half an hour to kill." Uh. I'll go and pretend like I'm going to buy a guitar. <laughs> seem really interested. <laughs> Bash out my favorite riffs and go, oh, think about it. And then bugger oh, off That's again. amazing. But then when you're the other side of the till, you see it. And they come in like every three days yeah. with their board with their bloody Subway sandwich hanging out. <laughs> you're really interested in this. And you go, oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. It's the fourth time you've played it. Buy it or bugger <laughs> off. <laughs> so, Ooh, talking I think, of... I think, I think the action's too low. I can't have this. <laughs> 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 T talking of annoying songs, what is the most annoying song you can think of? I, I mean, there's a few, but I can think of the, one particularly annoying one. I think you I, know what it, I'm talking about. You go first. Yeah, I, there's a few. There's a few songs that spring to mind that I'm not going to release. But if it's what I think you're going on about, this annoying song has been turned into an absolute banger. If it is what, <laughs> go on, Martin. Is, Martin, what was it? Beautiful segue, Martin. As, well, it's what I'm good at. It, uh, 99, 99 beer bottles. <laughs> and it's, oh. it, what is it? They've got 99 Yeah, metal. so basically, yeah, this is 99 beer bottles. 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer. But this is sung by 99 metal bands, all in, a, in, in, a, in an order. <laughs> and I'm telling you now, people, this is, if you haven't heard it, I've only just heard it today. And it's with sounding, Good yeah, enough. without sounding like Liam Gallagher, it's fucking biblical. It's it, it, it is, it is, it, it is it's 25 minutes of your life well spent. Yeah, yeah, it is. That is 23 minutes and 31 seconds, starting from Mike from uh, uh, um, I or hate, I hate God coming from all the way down from 
blood red uh, blood red throne from night demon to exhume to witch taint to how there's literally 99 bands going all the way down to pantera from crowbars from sepitula hate breed typo negative and it it is it it's in my eyes the best thing i have ever heard <laughs> honestly i think it's fucking great and oh, it's it such is, a mood booster it is fantastic but what makes it even better I, I... what makes it even fucking better is the the reason they're doing it they're they're doing it to yes what, what are they doing yes. it for saving well, the contributions to the to the song are being um, tracked through Bandcamp, and they're donating to a GoFundMe page. Um, and the it the, the organisation that's going beyond it is called the Old Dog Haven, which I've got from. This is what I'm only reading at the minute. I read it earlier, and I just want to try and double check it. It's called the Old Dog Haven. It's a great organisation that helps other dogs find foster homes. But I I. I can't believe that all these bands have gone into this to go and support a dog's trust. So I need to look. And, and if they have. You never know. Is, you never on, know. You've got it's, fucking, it's amazing. It's ex, awesome. Exodus. You've got Within Ruins. You've got Massacre. You've got fucking Beekeeper. You've got Iced Earth, Trivium, Cold Rat, uh, Typo Negative, Night Demon, Arc Enemy, Exhumed. There's so many bands on here that have just contributed to a couple of seconds of just singing 99 is a bit it is absolutely amazing i love it and it is it's bit... do you know what i think will happen i think that the next download festival that actually happens when it's not social distance and you know the first wild comeback festival i reckon that's just going to be the anthem of it oh, it's gonna yeah be fucking, it's going to be great mate everyone's going to be that's singing it, it. everyone's going to be singing it around the camps and the campfires everyone's just going to be screaming night night bars up here on what it's oh, going to be factory, amazing fear factory slayer mastodon hatebreed sepitula do you know what i mean these are the big 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 metal bands and they've they've contributed towards this so if you've not seen it and you've not heard about it which i'm pretty sure it you've you've got to have done but just just give it a follow. We'll share it on the page. Yeah, we'll, we'll, it, we'll share it on the Facebook page. It will, be, page. On, it will yeah. be on the social medias. It will be everywhere. We'll, we'll put it to the designated GoFundMe page. Uh, collaboration, uh, cool. Collaboration with uh, Brain China Scout guitarist from uh, Dirk Emwager, uh, uh bassist John Jarvis, as well as gruesome bassist. Blah 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 blah. It, it literally is. It proceeds proceeds from the twenty the twenty two twenty three minute track. Will benefit the old dog haven which helps provide foster care for older dogs to uh the song initially released on the 26th of, uh, 26th of august will concede to the initial dog day so it's, it's all awesome. down to rehome your dogs man look after it's the brilliant. old dogs it's brilliant and, and get, let this and be a lesson a beer. that's <laughs> it let this be a lesson right you you grind people grind people take note Pick a charity, and I want I want to hear a grime rendition yeah, of this is a song that will get on your nerves. You know that. <laughs> right, I want Stormzy, I want Skepta, I want yeah, That's I want it. Wiley, I want all of that lot. Get, I want oh, get yeah. Rasket in there. I mean, yeah, I mean you've got all of these people. So, yeah. you've got all of these people coming. All up. these young bands, rock bands, metal bands. We want to hear you put a whole medley together of I know a song. That will get on your nerves. Yes. If anybody's willing to put it together, please. Mate, I'm looking. I'm looking through the page, man. I'm so happy to do it. There's an old pair that uh, 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 a husky and a pit bull. There's a little pepper. Oh, come on, look, pepper looks beautiful. How could you? This is obviously all an American thing, but this is. I'm. I'm 100% supportive of this. I think this is great. <laughs> Without trying to get me words mixed up, so go and get yourself a copy of 99 Beers on the Wall by pretty much. 99 of the best um, metal artists around. Right, guys, we're going to pretty much round up this episode. Um, I hope you've all enjoyed what we've all been talking about on the subjects you want. If you've got any questions or anything you want to ask, then send it in to us. Uh, the next episode we're going to be talking about before we get into interviews with the bands and stuff we've got lined up is going to be festival-based. So any festival experience that you've got, from our point of view, we're going to be talking about our experiences from the first festival to the first band to the first ex live music experience that you've had. That's what we're going to be talking about. Um, so anything that you've got, if you could go onto our Facebook page or whatnot and then send your messages over. Uh, so we want to hear from you, you know. Tell us about any, any topics that you want us to discuss. 
tell us about anything that that's touched the nerve with you that, that's got you excited how do you feel about the the charity supporting music how do you feel about social distancing gigs um let us know uh, the facebook page uh, facebook.com forward slash turn it up to 11 podcast and also to add to that if you are a musician out there all the bands and artists that are out there who've got new releases coming out we all know you've been writing like crazy during lockdown because let's be honest there was bugger all else to do so i'm sure you've all got lots of stuff that you want to promote and release get in touch send it to us we'd love to cover it we'd love to have you on the show we'd love to get to know you guys just send it in to us and there we go people so that's exactly what you need to do you've seen what we're all about email us in get get yourself involved we'll get your name out there and we'll speak about subjects that you want to talk about so Thank you for listening. My name's been Sabin. The rest of the guys at the team, Dave and Martin, ciao, ciao. Quack. <laughs> and don't forget, turn, turn it up, it up to, 11, to 11, baby. Turn it up to 11. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>